Welcome everybody to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett. And on today's episode, we chat with Mr. Michael Lane. Michael Lane is Director of Success Resources. So if over the last few years, if you've ever been to an event and you've seen someone like Gary Vee, like Tony Robbins, like Grant Cardone uh, in Australia or around the world, chances are this is a Success Resources event. Now, I've also did a episode, a few episodes back, and we'll link up to that one as well, which is what I learned from going to the NAC, which is the National Achievers Congress, which is a success resources event, which was tremendous. And Michael and the guys do an amazing job. So this episode, however, is not just talking about events. We're talking about effective business partnerships. How do you create them? How do you leverage them? How do you use them in your business? So if you're ever someone who's gone, look, I, I, I would like to build more relationships in business. I'd like to build more leverage in business then this is the episode for you. Make sure you jump in and check this one out. And of course, share it with anyone else if you know someone who needs to build more leverage and more relationships in their business. And of course, if we can ever help you, head over to www.mogulcall.com if we can help you with your marketing and advertising of your business and help you create those relationships online. Until then, let's jump into the show with Mr. Michael Lane. Michael, thank you so much for making the time to join us today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, mate. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, there's always one question I like to start my podcast off with, which is if I met you at a party and I came up to you and we're chatting and I said, Michael, what is it that you actually do? What's your answer? Yeah, look, I'm in the business of changing people's lives and that's probably the easiest way for me to get it down into a, maybe a cool, fun party environment you know usually from there though everyone starts to go okay what does that mean and i think that's really the benefit of that right you want engagement you want people to say well that's different that's interesting what is that all about so look for me personally i've been in this business a long time our ethos our whole mantra is changing lives globally and yeah that's kind of what it is i do I love that and I love that and obviously uh, in, in the introduction I alluded to it but earlier or last year I went to an event organized by yourself the NAC National Achievers Congress and I kind of broke down on a previous podcast my takeaways from it and, and how I enjoyed it but I, w- I would love to know because obviously for anyone that isn't clear yet it's what you do is special specialize in events and why do you think that is it events that change people's lives is it the people that come and speak at these events how does that actually impact people from from your perspective yeah it's a great question i get asked this a lot and there's many different facets to it unfortunately i can put the best speaker on the planet on stage and and if somebody's sitting there or there's two people sitting there one can go home take the information and truly action in their life and be on a trajectory that changes everything that person they're sitting next to, despite hearing the same message at the same time on the same day, can go home and do nothing and then maybe put their hand up later and go, oh, that doesn't work, that didn't help me. So I would love to say it's the speaker. I'd love to say it's the event. It really comes down to the individual who's going to go, right, I've got a finite amount of time for me to do what it is I'd love to do. I've just got some amazing information. If I go put that in place now and I action it consistently daily for years, then you'll get a return. 
That's mm. really where the genius happens. It's easy to put a great speaker on stage. It's easy to book a venue. It's easy to fill a room. But I'm really measured on the success of the action takers who turn up to my events and go, damn, I like this. Now I'm going to go put it into action. So I'm really at the mercy of our clients and their will and their ambition to get up and go and do whatever it takes. That's what makes our business successful. It's not mm. the speakers. It's not the event planning. It's not the sales and marketing. Because if I put an event on, everyone hears it, and then no one actions that, and I don't get a result and people don't come back, I don't have a business. So I, I, I've just identified that we have a very symbiotic relationship with our clients, and it's in our best interest that they go away and truly implement the information. If not, we couldn't be here 26 years later still hoping that people will will get it right it's so if you ask me i think it comes down to the success of our clients mm, i love that and and how do you find that because i think and this is just an assumption in hearing that but for me you really do have to have and anyone that's been to any of your the events that you guys put on on the front end you do have to have a volume because i think some people can go into an event even with the best interest that they're going to take action whether they go home and put it and i love ryan tucker from isr training always calls it shelf help right it just goes on there on the shelf sits there and they don't actually do anything about it how do you go about is it a sales and marketing function that brings the people in that are going to take action or do you just go look we're going to have people that don't take action in and amongst this We've got to bring a, a bigger volume in to make sure that we get those people that will take action. It's a great question. We know that 90% of the population are probably not going to achieve their lifelong goals. I put it down to the fact that the people in my audience are a part of that 10%. They're a part of the action takers, the aspirational, the ones who don't need someone to you know, get them out of bed in the morning. But again, we do have the realities of success. We know that Anyone who comes to our events, learns what they need to learn, goes and puts it in a plan and actions a daily, still may take a decade for that to bear fruit in some occasions. So for us as a business, and this has evolved over many decades, but I now get to a point where if somebody continuously comes to my events and continuously forks out really good money and they're not getting a return on investment or they're not getting you know, what they had hoped from it, then we red flagged them. We say, you know what, you've invested in four programs in the last two years. You haven't done anything with that. Guess what? The fifth one's not going to work. I can just tell you right now. So I'm looking for the people who are aspirational and I'm looking for the ones who are looking for one to two percenters every single day to help give them a hack. I truly believe I can help them with the one to two percenters, but it still comes down to the person taking that action and implementing it. But again, it's up to me as a company and as a business owner to go to my client, my staff and say, ring the clients. What have they done with that information? Are they leaving it as a part of shelf help or are they implementing it and call them out on it? Right. Mm. Is, you know, that's what I think allowed us to grow a big business is to go, well, we're just chasing up and just want to know how you've gone over the last 30 days or the last 60 days with that product. Oh, I haven't really done much. Cool. You know, what can you do in the next seven days to break that habit and come up with a plan? And, and that's where my team are very good on the phone to be able to try and do that, to see if they can keep them alive because most of these people have spent great money to come to our events. Mm. 
as I said, when I did the podcast on a breakdown of what we learned from going to the NAC, even if you come along to an event and spend a little bit of money, you do only need those small little parts to take away from to be able to go and implement. But it is that longer game, which I think sometimes people, especially with events or even information products, they go, if I buy it, just because I buy it, somehow magically I'm going to become successful. Right? Just because yeah. I go to the event and somehow, you know, a little bit of Gary V or Grant Cardone is going to rub off on me and I'm going to become this mega success without actually having to go and do all of the work. Because for me, I go to an event and for example, like with the NAC events, it's an introductory event to find out more. You are gonna get knowledge along the way that you can implement. But if you think you're going to get everything for a $50, $100, $500 ticket, that's just not the case. You're going to get parts that you can go and implement. And I'm sure that if you just did that, you would be successful, but you, there's always more to learn and always gonna be more to do, which always kind of blows my mind when I see people or hear people if they go to an event and then they complain or and they go on a free webinar and they complain that they didn't they didn't magically get all of the things it's like well, <laughs> like come on like what did you what did you expect like what yeah. do you expect is going to happen yeah and it's a, it's an unreal expectation right and i've seen it all I, you know i had 18,000 people a part of the NAC with Gary V and Grant Cardone tour just in australia we did 116 odd thousand people across the global tour and the amount of people who've come out saying I haven't made a hundred grand yet. I haven't made a million bucks yet. And I'm like, wow. But again, the onus is also on me. What are we doing to market this? Am I, am, are we congruent in our marketing to ensure that we're not overselling this? So I always look at it as an opportunity to go, wow, why did that dude expect to see a hundred grand is magically in his bank account? What did we do to do that? What is the script on the phone as well? If he was sold on the phone, I want to go back. I want to know what Bob, Pete or Mary said to him on the phone. Because when you get to 26 years in business, you start to go, geez, we need to make sure we're here for another 26 years. Let's mm. tick off every little box. I know it's painful. I know the guy might be massively unrealistic, but let's close the loop on it so we can all sleep at night that we know we're doing the right thing. Yeah, I love that. I think that's very important. And that's like a big principle we have as well, which is extreme ownership going, okay, cool. Mm. If they say that, sure, there might be a small burden on their side, but how can we do everything possible on our side to make it that they should have yeah. the best chance of success? They're still going to do it without doing it for them, right? But apart from that, they, they, they should be pretty well set up. Now, I do want to touch on the big, the big tour that you had there and whatnot. And this might be the answer, might not, but what has been your most exciting, not necessarily exciting from maybe the, the numbers and sales and people there, but what's been the most exciting tour that you've done with the people that you've got to work with and be, and be around? Jeez, there's been so many. And I know that sounds, sounds egotistical, but, you know, I've, I've done almost 1,300 events with some of the best people on the planet. So, look, we did an event mid last year with what I think was the, the greatest lineup of speakers that I've ever seen. You know, we had Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Gary V, Russell Brunson. Oh my gosh, I'm going to miss a few other cool people. But it was the best lineup I've ever seen. When you look on paper on the most iconic people in the industry, it was Jay Abraham. There was other people as well. I just thought this is the best lineup I've seen. That was amazing. You know, we had 8,000 people a part of that. You know, we've had George W. Bush on there we've had richard branson eight times around the world we've had tom brady I, I was in boston when we did an nac with with tom brady straight after he won the super bowl and where he was like wow i love the rush of being on stage and 
talking to 10,000 people about his journey and not just, oh, that pass or that, I was about to say a try, it's a touchdown, but <laughs> it's the trials and tribulations that he went through and saying people, trust me, I was, was he fifth round, almost last pick or whatever it was to be probably the greatest of all time. So I love that about our stages that we go, we all know about the success. Tell us about what happened before the success. What were the traits? What, who did you have to become? When you were down on your haunches and you had nothing left and you got back up, I want to go into that psychology and that mindset. So there's been so many great events. There will be more great events, but some of those people and having an insight into what motivated them is what I look back fondly on and, and pretty proudly. Mm, no, that's amazing. And was has there ever been one where, and as I say, again, it might be hard with so many that you've done, but when you've heard them speak, you've just gone, like you've got, you know, like the tingles and shivers and you're like, this is, uh, and maybe you weren't expecting it, but there's someone who's just kind of knocked your socks off and you've gone, wow, like I'm so glad I put them on stage. You know what? Absolutely. So many. Most of them are not the famous people that we all look upon, right? Mm. Les Brown. I don't know if you know of Les. Yeah. Great. Les is the person I've got chills now thinking about Liz because he puts you in this state of it's almost a trance. And anyone who's not a personal development person, listen to this, that may sound horrible coming from the, the personal development promoter. He puts you in a state where it's like, wow, if he made $60 million through his career do from where he came from, from what the cards he was dealt and just his, his voice and his, He's an amazing orator. And every time I put him on stage, and I don't do it much anymore because he's, he's fairly old and he doesn't travel that well anymore, is that I would get blown away with it and the clients would come back and go, Tony's great, Richard Branson's great, but Les would always be number one. doesn't matter who was on there. So anyone listening to this, I suggest go listen to, go, go pick two or three YouTube videos of Les and just listen to him. And it's life changing. Yeah, I, I got similar shivers just then. I remember the first one I saw of Les Brown is the one where I think he's in front of like a hundred thousand people at. I don't know if it's like a, a Christian or, or it was like a Catholic event or something like that, a, a church based event. But there were so many people there. I remember him doing his one about when he first went on the air, uh, his little story about that. And you've got to be hungry. I was like, that, that for me was just uh, one of the amazing ones I, I've loved of Les Brown. Now, I've got to ask only because I've, I've always been curious about this guy, but. You didn't have, you had late last year as well, Russell Brand, right? Yeah. Over in, over in the UK. Is he as crazy off the stage and off camera as he seems to be in all <laughs> other states and minds? Like he just, uh, I just love his stuff. I've listened to, I've got all his books and watched a lot of all his movies and whatnot as well. But is he, is he exactly the same? Like I know most people seem to be, but he just seems to be one crazy guy and I, I love it about him. What was he like? Well, you know what? No, not everyone is who they are on stage. But categorically, mm. Russell is the same. He yeah. is this jovial, witty, articulate, sophisticated, debaucherous, you know, individual all in one. And you, you go, if anyone else said that, you'd frown upon them. But with him, <laughs> you take it on board. So he's amazing. I put a post up about him on Instagram this morning, actually. But amazing human. He is lovely guy. And you can just see where his heart is. And he's come through a massive journey, you know, the journey he's come through. But he is truly the same person you see on stage is backstage. And, yeah, I'd love to do some more stuff with him. Ironically, he's actually 
Now, I don't know this to be still true today, but he was held up in isolation in Byron Bay and, and oh, actually really? c- couldn't get out. Now, I tried to look on his Instagram earlier this morning and you can see him and his wife were still in Byron about six, seven days ago. So I'm assuming they're still there, but he's not that far from us right now. But yeah, an amazing gentleman. That's so cool. So, and I think everyone would love to know, obviously, as you grow on, you said 26 years in business and you just kind of obviously level up the networks and people that you get access to. But how do you, obviously, for example, you've got the entrepreneurial and the personal development world, which is very... I'd say in the scheme of things, it's probably quite small and tight knit. So once you get into a network and you, you're meeting people like Tony Robbins, Les Brown, like those networks, everyone in that space opens up and then Gary Vee and Grant Cardone similarly. How did you get in touch with and even start the negotiations with Russell Brand to get on? Because obviously that's kind of another level that again, I suppose, movie stars and athletes like you've done Tom Brady and whatnot as well. That's kind of, to me, it seems like that. What was that like to try and start bringing those people in and start nego- bringing in negotiations to get them at your events? Yeah, that one was actually through Tony. Him and Tony have been friends for a while. Every time, well, when I say every time, the last two years we've been in London with Tony, if Russell's there, they would catch up. They would do a podcast and then Tony would do him on his podcast and then they did some other stuff. And just through that, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm catching up with Russell. So, hey, you know, we'd love to share our platform with Russell and help scale his message in our little community. And it was like, yeah, let's let's hook that up. So that one was one directly through Tony. Look, I leverage as much as I can authentically through our partners because they just know five, six, 10, 50 other people I don't know. When you run a business where you're wholly and solely reliant on a joint venture partnership and if you secure someone amazing and you add value to them they have no problem introducing you to other people do you mean the amount of people that gary has introduced me to the amount of people that even just i reach out to them and go i'm partners with gary on this this and that they go oh if you're partners with gary and you have been for four years let's do something so without overstepping that mark We do leverage very well our relationships. And look, we've been very conscious of our relationships. You don't take advantage of them. You you do the right thing. You add so much more value in the partnership than when it comes to actually going, hey, can you do a quick intro? It's a no-brainer, right? So you need to be an amazing partner. If you're not an amazing partner from the get-go, you're not going to get intros. And even if you do, they might tell them behind the scenes, hey, Michael from SR, just just let it go. It's not good. It, it won't go anywhere, blah, blah, blah. So we've been very fortunate and very tactical to take advantage of our partnerships. Do you mean I'm known for, I won't say which talent it was, where I gave 95% to the talent and I only took 5% because the person was a freaking superstar. And since then, I've done so much more with them and people they know mm. that the 5% is nothing because we've done 20 million from the intros on top of that. So when you're in that game and you start to get to that top echelon of partners, they open so many more doors for you. So yeah, we, we take advantage of it. Each talent though, each partner has their own story. Mm. You know, it's not like I've gone, Hey dude, can you just text that person? It might be an intro and then I might be chasing him for a year mm. trying to figure out how this all works. Right? So it's not necessarily 
easy, but I do rely on me being the best partner I can, offering so much value to our partners that they go, Laney, leave it with me. I'll get him to come back to you today. And that's where you know you've maybe bought some value. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. And I think it's so important, obviously, as well, the big emphasis there is like it's, it's a long game. It's not like you're like, oh, mm. I want you to introduce me to such and such tomorrow so that we can then all make this sale next week. It's like, cool, let's build a long-term actual partnership, which I think is very important because I think the And term, you know what? Yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but it just that's came fine. to me and I'm quite, if I don't get it off my chest, it'll vanish my small head. Yeah. But I want to bring business to my partners, even outside of our relationship as well. So example, if I know that I want to do business with X and I know Y, who I do relationship with, has a great connection, what can I do to offer massive value outside of our relationship to Y to make sure that when I come and put my hand up, it'll actually, it'll be okay. So, you know, I'll donate to partners' charities just out of the blue. If they've got something on, I'll go, mate, I'll pay for it. I'll, I'll donate the money. Or I need this help in my life. I don't, I can't do that, but I'm going to go find somebody I know who'll come back and help you. I just want to continue to try and add as much value to my partners as, as long and as often as I can because when I occasionally ask for a favour, it's always, yeah, let me come back to you. Mm, I love that. It's, there's a, I remember there's a book I read from a personal development guy a long time ago, Harvey McKay, Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty. And that book to me has always kind of hit home and it's like, well, you never know, like you never go into something expecting you want to have to ask for a favor. So you just go and dig all the wells that you can so that anytime you need to get water, it's, it's going to be there for you. And, and that's similar for us. I mean, with what we do in, in Facebook advertising and Instagram advertising in the last month we're in the recording this we're in middle of april in and amongst all the corona craziness so many people have reached out to us and been like this is happening i don't have necessary i've got cash flow for ads i don't have cash flow for management this is going on this is going on and we've been in probably one of the best positions being that we've always been digital and we've, apart from just working from home so we can help people so being able to do that for people that have then opened up immediately partnerships and things like that we weren't even expecting we're just going hey we want to help people in these crazy times so if we can waive someone's management fee for two months or something like that and help them out now, again, we know, and I know that I'm not going to ask, but if I down in six months, 12 yeah. months, 24 months, and I go, hey, could you help me with this? They're going to be like, well, you know, the writing was on the wall and certain things were going on. Th these guys helped us out. So I, I, love I really that. love that. And I like what I love about that is, is that, again, your business is similar to mine. I can't turn a dollar unless I've got a expert on my stage who I've done a deal with. I can't get up on stage and bring in 150 million. That's just never going to happen, right? So I'm now looking at my list of partners going, hey, I know they're doing it tough right now. What can I do to support them? And even if it's like, hey, let's promote your product. I'll take no money. I just want you to have a constant flow of cash right now. Do you mean I've got 6.8 million database. If I can do a send it to 750,000 in the US and you keep all the money, when we get through this, I know we'll still be in business because that's a long-term approach. Like you said, is like, it makes no sense for me if my client goes out of business. Mm. I have to go and find another client. I need to find a proven model. I need to scale that. So I think that's the ethos of a business partnership is going, how are you doing? Checking in. Personally, I have a rule. It's the good bloke policy, I call it, is that I want to check in with all my partners, my business partners, my 
my staff, anyone I do business with every 90 days. Even when business was good, how is it going for you? Is it still going as well as you'd hoped? And I've done deals where they've gone, Michael, you know what? I'm glad you said because we're a little bit frustrated. We thought this would happen better or we weren't aware that this would drop off after this period of time. And I'd rather pick that up every 90 days and go, you know what, Kim, let me come back to you. I'm going to get my exec team together. Let me see what I can do to make you happy. Let's see what I can do to equilibrate this emotion and get you back to where you feel this is amazing. Because for years, Kim, I just kept riding thinking this will go forever and nothing good ever goes forever. So the lesson for me was check in every 90 days, be a good bloke. Even if you think you're going in there going, and I've given more equity away and just going, you know what, you guys, I can now see where you're coming from. It's a lopsided equation here and I'm taking more than I should. How about we do a deal? We're doing an addendum and you take this and I'll cop that. Is that fair enough? And you'll be so surprised how long and the lifetime value of a partnership and sometimes that extra year that you may not have had could have been the thing that gets you from a, a through a tough time to then get you back on your feet again. So partnerships are really important to me and I love that you are offering that to your partners because that's a long-term approach and that's the type of person I'd want to do business with. Yeah, and as you said, right there, I think it's so important. And even in, in doing that, as you say, you've got the business relationship that you have, but the tail end of the relationship of people going, cool, what's Michael like? What's Kim like? Well, they're going to go, well, look, we actually had something and we didn't think it was fair. And then they made this adjustment for us. Like, how, how can you ever complain about that after? Sure, business partnerships sometimes end and whatnot. But if you have that, as you said, the good bloke policy in there, no one can ever go and say a bad word about you. It's like, look, it didn't work out for us. However, like they did everything in their power to make it right. And, you know, we've, mm. we've done the same where we, we had a client come on board once and it was very difficult to work with and she was quite rude to our, our staff. And pretty, I'm pretty firm on, on about how people treat our team members. So I said, look, it's, it's, we, we can't work together. So like, I'm going to have to give you your money back. And she's like, well, you actually have put me in a bad position now because I thought I was going to be able to launch on like, say, Monday and it's Friday. And I was like, here's what I'm actually going to do for you. I'm going to do all the work. I'm going to stay back tonight. I'm going to work until about 2 a.m. My staff's going to go home because they're frustrated with you. I'm going to finish everything that we said we're going to do and I'm going to give you your money back because I don't want you to ever leave and go, these guys mm. stitch me up. So I'm just going to do that for you anyway and I'm going to give you your money back because I don't want there to be a bad word about it and I need to take care of my staff. So look, I'm going to take care of that for you because then I know it's like they could have said, look, we didn't have the best engagement at the time because we couldn't, we didn't want to fulfill on the work, but they can't say that we stitch them up on timelines or anything like yeah. that. It's, it's 100% clean slate. So Love we always kind of have that as a goal as well. One more question for you, which I always like to kind of throw out to every. Actually, I have two. I'll circle back. I remember one from before. Is there anyone that you're thinking of at the moment? You're like, because when I look at what you guys do, and I'm like, you really do have the networks for everyone. Is there anyone where you're going that you either you've been trying to get a hold of for a long time, or you go, I just really would love to get this person on our stage that's still been a work in progress even after 26 years. Is there anyone that you're kind of like, I really want to try and get these guys? Oh, mate, there's so many. And there's so many, every year I have a plan, I'm going to get in contact with all these people. Look, the number one for me, and it's a very selfish one, it's kind of like one of my idols is Jay-Z, the businessman, the rapper. I personally am just, he's influenced me as a business owner, you know, somebody who enjoys culture, who enjoys 
you know, the finer things in life as well. He was always somebody who inspired me through his music. His music, if you, you know, if you're sitting here listening, to this going, this guy's, you know, idols Jay-Z. But look, for me, if you see and reverse engineer his career and what he's done in the business world, mm. you know, and the deals he's done and the collaborations he's done, it's massively inspiring. So he'd be a big one. You know, Elon Musk would be a great one as well. I just think he's a bit of the enigma. He's almost the untouchable. You, you can't actually get access to him. Do you mean, mm. I've got pretty close and there was no response at all. But I just think he would be great because there's not too many people who have created three different companies, all with three different billion-dollar-plus valuations and in such diverse industries. Mm. I just think it would be amazing. He is the categoric entrepreneur. You know, there's a, there's a great quote going around of after PayPal, I think he might have made $180 bucks. He put 100 into this, 50 into that, and 30 into that and had to ask to sleep on someone's couch. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, you know, he's not even thinking about himself. He's not even thinking about those materialistic things that all of us are governed by. Whether you've dissolved that or whether you haven't or whether you've still got a piece of that like I do, it's like if, I, if I've got 180 payout, I'm looking after myself for the first 30 at least. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I'd love to just dive into that mind and just ask some questions. And I think it'd be great. I think our audience would really appreciate it. So those two were some of the easy ones. The third one I've actually got proximity to now and things are starting to happen. So I won't mention that right now, but... Look, I, uh, I, I, I don't know if it is, but I just hope it's Dwayne Johnson because I absolutely <laughs> love him, and I want to see I want to see him, and I basically want to have just sit down and have a drink of tequila with him. I've been trying to buy a bottle of his tequila. They won't send it out to Australia, unfortunately. But I well, no, it wasn't. Him. It wasn't The Rock, but he would be amazing as well. You know why it's not The Rock is because I did hear recently. When I say recently, in the last six months, he said no to two point six million dollar offer to speak for an hour. Wow. And I thought, damn, I ain't spending 2.6 whether he speaks for a day. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, <laughs> that's, that's out of my budget. But So maybe I just discounted that. But I, I think he's an amazingly aspirational, motivated human, and I love who he is. But look, I, the further I go on, the deeper I get into this, the more aligned to my vision, the more that some of the cool people that you'll see soon start to say yes. And for me... That's just a huge opportunity for me to show up every day and continue to offer value, continue mm. to stay as humble and as sincere as I can, continue to serve my mission as much as possible because I've played the game where I wasn't living to those and no one answered the door when I knocked. Mm. Now, I've just seen it something from you know the last five years where I've been absolutely congruent to what it is I want to do. And all of a sudden I get a, yeah, yeah, he's up for a call. Let's have a chat. And then it's like, he's heard of us or she is open to the discussion. For me, that's just sign. I need to continue to serve as much as I can. And the more I do that, the more people sort of start to say, yeah, I'm open to having a discussion. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. And I also love that you said Jay-Z. So I, I, do you know Steve Sims at all from Bluefish? No. Um, and the, so he is basically like a personal concierge and he does all this connecting and he's, he was on a podcast a couple of episodes ago 
So basically, he is famous for shutting down the museum where Michelangelo's David is held, having Andre Bocelli come in and serenade a couple while they had a private dinner at the foot of the statue of David. Wow. So he, he does all this crazy stuff. He's had people go into the Titanic and have dinner on there in a submarine and all this sort of stuff. But my question, my, my first question to him, I was like, cool. So you can do all this sort of stuff. That's amazing. I was like, if I wanted to write a rap song with Jay-Z, how would you go about connecting me up with him? And he literally gave me like, he's like, I'd reach out to this, 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 and find out about this, this, and this. He's like, you know, it was crazy. So when you wow. said Jay-Z, I was like, I was like, oh, cool. Because I literally had asked him the question. I was like, how can you connect me so I could do a rap song with Jay-Z? Well, I'm going to have wouldn't. to go back and listen to that episode because I love that. You know what's funny though, is that the more continue to work on myself, and I, I spend a lot of time working on myself daily, is that the luckier I get. And however you want to justify it, there is a, a metaphysical analogy there I could give you. But my whiteboard behind me is where I kind of get all these crazy ideas, splash them on there and see what happens. Here's a real life example. Last year in about December, November, I was in Los Angeles. But I said to my camera guy, Simon, I said, this is the guy who's going to get us to Jay-Z. It's actually Jay Brown, who is the founder and CEO of Rock Nation. He's Jay-Z's business partner. Yeah. And I said, he's the guy. I reckon he's the guy. A week later, I'm sitting in a barber in Beverly Hills. Jay Brown walks in to the barber and knows my barber. And he gets his <laughs> hair cut there. So I now religiously, every time in LA, I go back and I see Joel, who's, who's my, my barber there. And I go, how's Jay? He's, like, he's great. He's great. I can't ask yet for the intro, but I'm getting closer and closer. So, you know, again, it's, it's amazing the world we live in, if you truly believe it, that you can write a name on your whiteboard and go, it's not for personal joy here. It's to try and connect so that I can make a difference according to my vision. And if I can roll it boldly on my thing, believe it, put it out there, and then within a week, the guy's within three metres of me, that's something really special. And I think that gives us all hope in this crazy world right now. So I'm dreaming big, boldly, audaciously. And I know my best is yet to come as long as I continue to serve my clients and my partners. Mm, 100%. And now and we've been running a little bit longer than most episodes, but it's been good because I've had so many questions I love that. pop up into I love my head. <laughs> so I've just got one final question for you. I always like to ask everyone. What's one question that I didn't ask you that I should have? Damn, I've heard this before, you know. Uh, you know what? Maybe only because it's coming to me is that, Michael, what's your long-term vision? And again, this is top of mind every single day. And the long-term vision for me is to impact a billion people through my businesses. I have various businesses. They all have one common theme, and that's education. Whether that's a finance company, whether it's inspiring young kids, whether it's my core business, if it doesn't have an education component, and it could be, an hour, it could be a completely different business, but if it doesn't have an education component, I'm not interested in it. So I want to impact one billion people and that's just not Michael Lane. That's me going and getting a Jay-Z and doing something to impact. But that's probably what you didn't ask me and what not enough people probably ask me because I truly believe to create something massive, you need to have a big dream and a big goal. Mm. And for me, it's to impact a billion people in the next 10 years. Awesome. I absolutely love that. Amazing and per something perfect to finish on as well. So for anyone that's hit, heard everything that we've shared today, if they want to find out more about what you're up to, what you guys are doing, what's the best place for them to connect? I appreciate that. 
all of my handles is it's Michael Lane, ITS Michael Lane, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, whether it's LinkedIn, I love LinkedIn right now, any of those, send me a message. If you've got a question, I get back to more people, it sounds horrible, on DM than I do on email. So right now it's just all about what I can do to try and help people. And if you need a little bit of help and you think I can help, please let me know. Amazing. Thank you so much, Michael, again, for joining us today. Really appreciate you making the time. Thanks, Kim. Appreciate it. Cheers.